Welcome to 21st Century Saints podcast and live stream series and welcome to our 2022 season. It is so good to have you with us. Um, we want, as we do every week, to encourage you to come uh, find us on Facebook, on YouTube, all the usual social media channels. We have a really great community there and we love to hear from you. So please do get in touch and let us know what you think or join in the discussion online. We also want to encourage you to subscribe so that you can stay informed when we have new content, uh, keep up to date with everything that's happening. And with that, uh, we hope you enjoy the episode. Adjacent to, to hang around or have an interest in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints here in the United Kingdom and around the world. Um, I'm your host, Jane Christie. Um, this is my co-host, Alana Wilson-Brice. Hi, everyone. And we, yeah, we're back after we really needed that break, huh? Oh, most definitely. It's been a long time needed. The only thing is, I feel like we need another break. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're just back. Come on. <laughs> we didn't get much of a break, though, really. So, nah, especially, you know, you've got Christmas to organise, you know, kids to bother you and... How yeah. many days have you spent being healthy <laughs> since, yep. since we last broadcast? Yeah, not very long at all. So I had a really bad cold for a couple of weeks. I was supposed to get my booster. Uh, had to cancel that. And then I took COVID for Christmas. Woo! Our girl got COVID. <laughs> and oh, I was my Ill. goodness. I do have to say, I'm not, well, I, I, I do want sympathy. <laughs> I yeah. I was ill, like my temperature was so high, um, couldn't break it for about two days, it was really bad. Jane, Jane had to rescue yeah. my daughter because I was so ill, I couldn't look after her. Oh, and I don't know what was worse, like the fact that you were the sickest person I had ever seen in my life, hallucinating and just... Shouting for my mum. <laughs> Daisy said I was shouting, mummy, daddy, help me help me <laughs> and because we are all having to isolate and things daisy is just being this incredibly grown-up kid who who is you know like calling me and your mom and our <laughs> aunt and things just to you know j just to kind of check in and but that was i think the most heartbreaking thing that i've ever yeah. saw in my life is is mm. how you spent christmas eve yep it wasn't yeah. good. It wasn't good. <clears throat> Apart from your daughter, I think for especially because you and Daisy are so close, um, you know, like having to having to say, right, okay, you know what, we we we're taking you, we're we're bringing you here, and you guys can have a Christmas apart from each other. That was horrible. It, it was, was so it horrible. Wasn't nice. Um, what was so frustrating about it is, you know, having to watch my wee one open her presents over a video call. Yeah. But what was even more frustrating is that normally normally with getting a PCR, now I don't know what that is the equivalent in America, but it's the proper COVID test that gets sent away to the lab yeah. uh, for testing. Um, usually they're re really quick. You usually get your results the next day, but I'd got the test on a Thursday and I only got my results on Christmas Day, which was what, Saturday? Was that the Saturday? 
was that the Saturday? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh-huh. Um, which quite late on in the Saturday, and it's very unusual because you usually kind of get them next day, but we still hadn't had Daisy's PCR results, and we did lateral flows, the test you get for home. Negative, negative, negative. Um, you know, so when I was, I felt a bit more at ease that Jane was taking her because she was negative. And then late on in Christmas Day, I get a message to say that Daisy's positive. So I went into panic mode because I'm thinking, oh, Jane's been exposed and Ronan could have been exposed. And I, you know, and Jane's like, it's fine, it's fine. We knew the risk, you know. Um, it was oh, quite yeah. funny. It wasn't funny at the time because I was panicking, but looking back, I'm like, oh, right, just calm down, Alana, calm down. Well, I think because, you know, when. Th- you have to make a decision, you know, about about what's the best thing to do. And the fact that <laughs> we spent, um, you know, Christmas Eve's Eve on a on a call with Daisy, and yeah. she was coping with everything, but she was like, "Oh, I've just I've just spilled all of this juice all over the floor." Um, oops. <laughs> And, and she's probably like, I'm so okay. glad my mum's not well because she would have shouted at me. I know, right? And she was totally like fending for herself while getting support yeah. on calls. Yeah. How, I mean, how amazing is that? She did, she did do very well. I how think amazing. what was the hardest for me was hearing you guys saying, you know, how upset she was, crying on the mm-hmm. phone. And I just have no recollection of it. Like the Thursday morning when I woke up, I did feel really shivery. So I knew my temperature was high. But as the Thursday kind of early afternoon went on I was okay but by Thursday night I was just floored mm. but the whole of that Friday is just a complete blur complete blur. yeah I yeah. don't remember anything I don't even remember hearing Daisy crying you know nothing I just I was so out of it with my temperature that I just don't have any recollection of any of this going on oh bless you well do you know what we it, it was lovely for us to have Daisy here for a little yeah. bit um it was it was really sweet so thank yeah. you that we got to that memory <laughs> well um, thank you for stepping in <laughs> oh it was and a just, pleasure fyi i don't want him to think that my family weren't willing to help it was just oh, yeah, because my mum was due to have all the family for christmas you know and she didn't want to risk being exposed and having to cancel christmas for everyone else yeah and we were um, all so... on calls to each other and you know and, and daisy yeah. did end up you know being at our her grandmas and things and um yeah it's, we we rallied yeah, it was the a crazy time crazy well time. i you know i i had uh, i'd come up and got daisy before anybody could really make any decisions about what like, needed to happen. i'm going to get that win <laughs> you're coming with me oh alana she must hate me <laughs> i didn't even let her put on clothes you know clothes that fit her yeah she made her put on shoes that i had bought that were too small for her yep Yes. So you're well you're better, but also you're there's the lingering. Oh yeah, this is cold. I feel like I've had it for weeks and weeks and yeah. weeks. I just and it, 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 oh, I say stop talking about COVID, I'm about to talk it again, you know. Like today, <laughs> you know, I'm out and I go to the cafe with my mum for a little lunch and you're coughing and you're like it, you're you're sitting paranoid, you're thinking you know, you're out in the supermarket. I mean, I, I can't wear a mask because I'm claustrophobic and I panic, even with visors and all that. But I always lift my T-shirt off if I'm coughing and cough mm. into my T-shirt. But you're you're like, you feel like everybody's looking at you. Like, have you got COVID? Have you got COVID? And I'm like, I've no got COVID. And on the you know the Thursday, whenever we were all getting tested, the day that you went in for for the test, and um, 
you were already in the car park as we were driving in and the guy who was overseeing the tests is like shouting over oh look there's another one that's been in touch with typhoid I know, I shouted, over there <laughs> i shouted to him remember because my friend amanda who had been around at slumming class she was in the car next to me and so then when i was driving out i seen you and i went that's another one because of me <laughs> so yeah so yeah. It, it's we've not had a tremendous amount of rest is the essence nah. of what we're saying well listen but... guys i don't know if you can see in the background here like there's some tinsel in my mirror i still have my christmas tree up right next to me hence why i've got a different background tonight because my christmas tree's in my background where i usually sit but i just have not got any energy to take it down and i'm like well if it needs to be christmas for longer in january so be it it is a damn fine christmas tree i say leave it up and let it let the world admire it for longer <laughs> So, okay, uh, here's what um, I think we're going to do tonight. We're going to do a quick review of some of the stuff that we have been up to. Um, we're going to talk about last year some, and then we're going to get some special guests on to see what they're up to. Um, but yeah, let's kick off with, Alana, this is our second year of podcasting. That's crazy, right? Can you believe it? It's crazy. Didn't imagine that this would be our lives at no, all. Not at all. So yay! I know, oh, right? Nice. She's got the Christmas tree up. <laughs> I love it. Woo! Mormon freedom fairy in the comments still has her Christmas tree up. Solidarity. Um, yeah. So podcasting for for um almost a year. I think. I think in this I we, can't we started even in this. I know because we started so so suddenly, um, with with no warning. Just one day mm -hmm. we yeah five minutes before Jane phones me and says, yeah. "Right, we're going live. Get yourself ready." <laughs> and that was a great interview. And then it didn't no record, one ever heard. It didn't go out. <laughs> Um, we've battled um, technical troubles. We've learned so much as we've gone. Um, people from the get go have been incredible, though, haven't they? Absolutely, um, really, Absolutely. really incredible. <laughs> and you know, considering we d we don't super advertise, we've we've always intended to sort of do you know a bit more promotion than we have done. Um, but we get you know we get busy. We're 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 mums, we're taking care of families, we we do this from our living rooms and kitchens and bedrooms. Um sometimes, you know, from from the couch having a, a, a mental breakdown um in <laughs> one memorable occasion. You know, we we're up to over four hundred subscribers on YouTube, which is so lovely. Um thank you all so much. Yeah, um all the people who've been supporting us on um facebook um and on you know wherever you get your podcasts there's so many different um platforms where, where people are listening and just thank you thank you for that um and we get some lovely feedback um so i want to talk maybe a little bit tonight about what are some of the highlights of the things that we learned last year while we've been podcasting um I know at first we we were sort of thinking we were just going to shoot the breeze and pretty much that's what we mostly do. We we talk about whatever is on our mind. But right away, um, any guests we've ever invited on have always been so gracious and so willing to, to come on and, and chat with us. Um, nobody's ever declined to come on when we've asked them, which is 
uh, you know, just that that's so, so great. But some of the biggest issues that we were wrestling with had been issues around LGBTQ issues and how that is dealt with in the church. Um, so initially, we had asked Brother uh, Papa Osler, Brother Richard Osler, to come on and chat with us. And, and we'd had some discussions around um, some experiences that we had had to. So do you, do you want to hark back to that time? How do you... We, we also talked about the... Now, what was it? The essay, the family help topics. We we talked about that. Did You're you asking me to remember that? I know. Time? So Alana has massive memory issues. Yeah. So we're it's just because going... I have fibromyalgia. I have yeah. Fog and I just a lot of issues that just I think I yeah. just block a lot of things out. So we do a lot um, of prompting. But yeah. So do, like, do you feel like you learned anything from the the things that we've discussed? Um, I know that you really loved his book i remember you you were quite struck by papa Osler's book at the time yeah obviously obviously like i didn't manage to read it all but from little bits that i had read um you know i thought you know it's, it's a good thing that he's trying mm. to achieve you know um i just i think i think and i think i've learned this from just everything that we go through in life is that you know we can't possibly ever understand what people in the lgbtq community go through we can be there for them, for them, we can support them, but we can't ever understand unless we've been through it ourselves. You know, um, mm. I, I always say as well, you know, even then, you know, my motto is you can't ever say, I fully understand what you've been through because everyone's journey is different. Everyone's experiences yeah. are different. And I don't just mean with LGBTQ, I mean with anything that anyone's been through, trauma, you know, abuse, anything that, you know, we can have empathy and we can kind of get where they're coming from. But I, I've always realised now that, that we can't, understand and it's hard because I think I think when I'm thinking about it you know we can't I don't know if this like we shouldn't really try to fix I don't I don't mean we shouldn't fix the problem I'm probably not saying what I'm trying to put across here you know because but I think being an ally you know supporting you know and speaking up when we need to speak up but you know I think I guess this is where my I don't even know if this is the right word, scepticism or whatever comes from, where, you know, I've said I don't ever see the church changing their policies and things on mm. the LGBTQ. I hope for the change, but I don't know that I, I'll ever see it in my lifetime. Um, but I think, you know, that that the church still has a lot, a lot to learn. And I think what Pathforcer's trying to do, you yeah. know, if a lot more people were, were willing to do that in the church, you know, the church would be a better place now. Obviously, I would love nothing more than for them to to change their policies and their, their standing on, you know, LGBTQ and allow them to live their life as they are. Um, but it, it, it's hard for me to really put into words because, you know, having had the experience of family members who have been hurt by the church because of it, um, you know, it can get quite raw for me. And I don't always feel I put across exactly what I'm trying to say, what's in my mind. I feel like my brain is saying it, but the words don't come. Um, but I think, I think it all comes back to what I say about everything is just love people. Why can't mm. we just love people? And I know it is more than that when it comes to the church. You know, it needs to be so much more than that than love. You know, because quite often in the church we've heard of, you know, but we've still got to love them. But in my opinion, loving them isn't enough. You know, acceptance of who they are is what you need as well to go along with that love you know you can't just say oh we love them anyway yeah but we don't like their, their life choices no and it, we're it still like that. we're still othering people when you do that we're still you know it's still a, a them and 
and and us and not recognizing that we're we're the same people um yeah sure alana you um is also on child duty um this is one of the brilliant things about our podcast that i really appreciate that that um that i love that as mums we get called off to um go and attend to kids emergencies and you know um yell at our kids sometimes we've we've had to do that too so yeah when we just have to dash away and our audience are still with us and all of those moments it's awesome um so yeah I Alana was speaking there about not feeling like she has the words and it's it's something that I've got a real kick out of during this journey is watching Alana find the words. She still thinks that she doesn't, but so much of the things that Alana shares, it's always from the heart. And it's always, um, you know, from a place of continuing to learn, um, of acknowledging, you know, I don't have all the answers, but here's where my heart is. And, uh, that's really resonated with so many people in our audience for the simple reason that I think when we come from a church background, it's all about certainty and it's all about this is this is the doctrine, this is the truth, this is the certainty and we know this. Um, so it, it's really refreshing when we hear, I don't know that I have the words for this, but what I do think is love people it's as simple as that and it's it the stuff that Alana says just touches so many people um okay we're going to continue with our uh tour through some of the highlights but what I wanted to do at the moment is maybe if I could call on uh, one of our special guests um let's get priesthood dispatches in and see how he's doing um, and we're going to introduce you back to PD and uh, talk about a little bit about how we all met so welcome priesthood dispatches thank you so much for jumping in to join us on very short notice tonight it's all right how are you doing we're doing great um we're also going to have uh Peter Bleakley's also going to come join us. Um, I think are you I think he's actually here right now too. Awesome. The gang are all here with the right, hello. There's one or two um who are not here yet, but that's okay. We'll I'm loving the new be... background, Peter. Yeah, I'm I'll talk about why <laughs> later. I'm all about the flags at the moment. I'm having fun. this isn't a national front rally. <laughs> <laughs> about the British rescue. <laughs> Fun so, with flags with Sheldon Cooper. Alana, while you're away, we thought we would just get our guests on at the moment. I'm so sorry. Um, this no, is Xbox good. issues, which I know nothing about. Mum stuff comes first. I can't first. see you signing. I can't see, I, I'm up there and I'm giving her what for. I'm like, my first podcast and already you're disturbing me. So since there is no flow whatsoever to this, what we're going to do is tell you, <laughs> is introduce you a little bit to, if you're just joining us for the first time and haven't met the Brett Vengers, we're going to talk a little bit about how we met and uh, what kind of thing we've learned and what we're up to next. Um, but first of all, can I just, based on your background, Peter, which is a Union Jack, very, very nice. Um, in our group chat, 
I had sneakily tried to change the emoji to a Scotland flag and Nemo busted me. So it's <laughs> it's now a you know it's it's we've got the Union Jack now. But I just I really like that he dealt with that with total tact and discretion. <laughs> anyway, what? welcome I, guys. I wondered why there was a Scottish flag emoji. <laughs> and I clicked it once and I thought, what does that do? And it sent you one and I thought, well, they're, they're going to love that. Well, pe people at the, at the border, um, <laughs> people at the, at the, the Scottish border, um, you, you know, would wake up in the middle of the night and sort of move the, move the border sign so that England was a little bit further away and it was kind of <laughs> Scottish. It was one of those moments that I was having. So I was trying to stamp the Scottish territory. Anyway, welcome Brit Vengers. Um, who wants to kick us off with who the hell are the Brit Vengers? How did that ha How did this happen? How did we get here? It's purely accidental. Go for it, PD. <laughs> I was going to say we're a fighting force of secret super agents that the church just can't seem to uh, get rid of. We are <laughs> we are the scum beneath their shoe oh. <laughs> that you can never wipe off or get out of the tread. Uh, no, we're we're just a collection, aren't we? Of That's quite like, poetic. Kind of like minded <laughs> individuals. I try, um, but we're a collection of members at different places on our journey through Mormonism, whether that's out, in, hokey-cokey, wherever it is. <laughs> Shake it all about. Yeah, you know what I mean? But, yeah. but just, just like the Avengers, we all have different powers or perspectives. So. As a comic book oh, fan, it, we are huge Marvel DC fans. Marvel's obviously the best um, in our household. They well, Peter. I don't understand how you don't know. <laughs> you don't know when I've you've seen are... some of the films, but I'm not in the cult. Like well, I don't know who's in which group. Well, you're in this like, cult. Where's Batman. <laughs> He's DC. Know. Stop. Yeah. yeah. Just, okay. just, just stop. Vengers. I don't. Peter, I don't know any of this either. If it makes you feel any better. Well, for the simple reason There's that enough cults in my life. <laughs> Peter's the one who who kicked off the the name. It was it was a throwaway <laughs> comment in a group oh chat. My gosh. And so, like, when we all fall out you. and we go to court over branding, I get yes. to have the copyright. Yes, it, it's it, you did it. <laughs> and uh, now, I, as a as a comic book geek, I have lived for the moment when someone would say Avengers Assemble. And so, when we got <laughs> when someone said Brett Avengers Assemble, my little geeky heart just died. And uh, yeah, and so it, it stuck. It, the, the name stuck. And uh, not just amongst ourselves, but our audience knows as the Brett Avengers too. Um, we have tons of fun. We are no, good, good right? I used to cringe hard when I heard the word Brit, Brit Ventures. Like at the beginning, I was like, oh my gosh, who came up with that shunk? Um, so apologies to Peter. But now it's kind of, it's kind of like it's one wonderful. of those things. It, it grows on you. Yes. Yeah. You yes, know, it does. And you know how, how, how near to the comic books it is? Literally when, I mean, it's usually Douglas. 
Um, so <laughs> it's usually a Britvengers member who will who will hit the the call button and assemble us, and and we all we all answer straight away. It's, like within it's, within two yeah, seconds at any is. time of day and night, if our little <laughs> yeah. messenger goes and it's the Britvengers calling, it's like yay. <laughs> Assemble? We Did you see no assemble? <laughs> yeah. But so it is. You, and and that is how so many good. people come on naked is beyond extraordinary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was not naked. Not just you. It's not just you. We've had Jillian. Oh, I shouldn't say names. We've had someone else who's been on with tops off and, you know, all sorts. <laughs> Well, I just keep the lights out if it's inappropriate. I mean, I still answer, but, uh, you know, just no one can see. Um, Okay, PD, do do we want to talk about what happened at at New Year? I f- I feel I feel like I, in the manner of a confessional, need to get get it off our, my chest. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is the story, stuff man. I miss out on because I'm still not drinking, isn't it? No, it was, <laughs> I, it was... I can tell what's coming. Oh well. First of all. Jane. Yes. You're the TBM amongst us. I am. Oh, I would assume you were stone cold. Stone cold sober. I, I wish I wasn't. Was absolutely bloody steaming. <laughs> um, and what happened was I accidentally, I don't know if you know when you try to thumb a message um uh, and you're drunk and it's new year's <laughs> and you're like oh i must do the thing and wish everyone a happy new year's so i went on the brit Vengers chat and i was typing happy new year's and somehow i created a room <laughs> i have no idea how i created a room but then i'm i'm getting into bed i have in in my state of mormonism defrocked can, and got rid of the garments can, can we just say rooms are a weird that I still don't know what the hell rooms are, why they exist. Facebook, what are you? So, but yeah, you've created a room. Created a room, and I'm I'm in it apparently, <laughs> Un- unbeknown to me. Um, so I've just kind of humped down in bed with my sheet on, um, some of me, and. Then I- <laughs> Yeah, uh, I look down in my crotch, and who do I see but Jane? <laughs> I was like, "Hello." Now this, Hello, we have Jane. this moment where the two <laughs> of us are looking at each other, dead in the eye, and I'm having uh-huh. to. Well, because. PD has got no idea why I am there. I've got no idea why I'm there, other than there's a room and there's a Brit Avengers call, and it looked like it was all of us, but it was just me and PD frozen, frozen in time. And I mean, I I think the guy was naked, okay? I think the guy was naked. And and I'm like... PD, I promise I didn't call you. Uh, I, you created a room. You know you created a room, right? Because you know what if he's so drunk he thinks that I'm 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 calling him moments after midnight, and he's naked state, which clearly I. I mm, yeah. Mm. It's okay. 
calm down. This is making a lot more sense of a comments thread that really made, didn't make any sense to me. Uh, well, well, thankfully, I had seen the room come up, but I didn't click it because I was with family and I was well, partying. Yeah. And but I you thought, would nah, have... You would have clicked it if it were not for the fact that we realised that this has been a terrible mistake. PD, you 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 did explain um, that you were hammered. <laughs> I, I I genuinely think if everyone had clicked on and I'd have looked down in my crotch and seen all of your faces, I'd have thought I'd got some newfangled STD and uh, I needed to go to the clinic. <laughs> so like, how were they there? Where have they come from? <laughs> so I'm like, but, uh, okay, I'll see you. Um, bye. And uh, quickly, then start messaging frantically, like, no one click the room. <laughs> the room exists. It still looks like it's open. No one go near the room. Do not. Do not. The room was actually open till the other day. And I'm like, I, I looked at the top of my messenger. I'm like, it says, it says PD's room. I'm like, well, why have I got a room? What's the room? <laughs> Not remembering the whole <laughs> thing. Not going to PD's room. That is mm. the moral <laughs> of the story. I'm sure his wife would say that too. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, a happy new year to you all. So, so yeah, so the Brit Avengers happened. We've we've all met in real life, which is which was lovely. We all got to catch up at Sunstone. Um would any any thoughts from our catch-ups any i don't know anything that you guys have learned from what we've all been doing what i think it's just the the thing of a few people can have a big voice um and when you are speaking for lots of others it will resonate so you know even though we know we're a ragtag bunch of sort of blaggers <laughs> just having fun um while trying to make some serious points along the way um, the support has been amazing and the response from people all over the world, really, um, and to what we're doing, because it's not just us, it's we're, we're talking about shared experiences and shared concerns. So I think that's been a big thing for us all that in a year we've gone from sort of just crying out in the wilderness with our own pain and concerns. Mm -hmm. But we're now very conscious that we're part of a community and speaking on on behalf of a community as are there, are others, um, and we if it, it feels you know it's great you know you feel that support you feel that this matters that it is important to a lot of people, um, the, the the as you said the encouragement and the <laughs> gratitude has been so um, sort of encouraging. Oh, thanks, Doug. We're doing well, um, and. It's it's great and and you know we I just think we were encouraged to speak up by John Dillon and others saying we need more of an ecosystem here in this space we need people from all over the place to come and tell their story and speak and Mormon stories for example has always been about giving people that platform to tell their story and have time to do it well um, so please be inspired everybody you know if you want to join the fray. Um, come and do this. You know, you 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 do these baby steps. You kind of do an audio podcast, then you get a camera or um, lovely kind of viewers help help you out and send you a voucher from Amazon or something. And you can get kitted out. You can do this. Modern technology is very empowering for people's voices, and and we can do powerful things. And I think we we've got some really exciting things coming up ahead in in the year and that are already underway um, in all of our projects and what we're doing together. 
that um, can genuinely have an impact. Because when you you're speaking truth, and you're speaking to people's real experiences, <laughs> you that's powerful. You know, if you're just making up your own delusional nonsense in a corner, no one's going to care really, and it's not going to resonate. Um, so um, <laughs> that's, that's and, what this is. <laughs> <laughs> that's the actual I think just on what you're saying, Peter. You know, yeah. I, I've had those thoughts as well. You know that. Mm. You know, I'm just one person. Like, what good can I do? You yeah. know, and mm. probably many, many people are sitting thinking the exact mm. same thing. Mm. But you know, I've came to realise through doing this that. If everyone does have that attitude, you know, who who is going to be the voice, you know? Yeah, and no supposing supposing yeah. it was the four of us for the next mm. two years, you know, I've got to mm. the point where I'm like, well, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm not going to stop doing mm. it because although I'm one person and obviously Jane's alongside me, um, mm. you know, we can make a difference. And I think for me, mm. the biggest difference that I've seen from doing this and what I've got from it is seeing that other people, like you say, are relating and they're, they're saying, yeah, I totally get it. And sometimes it's just nice and validating for you as a person to hear someone else saying, I get that. I've yeah. been there or I've, I've went through that experience. Yeah. Or, you know, and I think that that's where there is a need for, for us is for people to be able to relate and be able to say, I get that, I get, you know. Um, mm. And that, that's why, like, when Jane, I always go back to when Jane first asked me, you know, if I wanted to do the podcast, I was like, oh, you know. Mm. You know, again, because I was still kind of in charge, you know, I was kind of... Mm, and now you know can I and I'm thinking I don't know if I want to do this you know what will people think you know you go through all those things um but then I had to make the decision based on what was best for me and and like you say you know having that voice has made such a difference to my life just being able to get it out my system in a way that you know you're not in front of people who you feel are maybe going to judge you or people who are going to say but you know this or you know like try and call you a posty or you know mm. it's a safe space for me to have my voice and that's what I love about it and I and I just and I and as we said before you know we really appreciate you Alana and because in a sense you you have invited us all into your journey while it's happening you know most yeah. of us have kind of gone through all of that in private and then sort of hit the airwaves with where we're at after that process. But I think part of what, what 21st Century Saints has offered so powerfully is the dialogue between the two of you and sort of experiencing live with you that journey, that yeah. process, the things you've discovered, how painful and difficult Yeah, the horror when someone says something, I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then, then you kind of go into a high dudgeon for a week or so. <laughs> and it, yeah it's it's great and just yeah very powerful and so I can't you know thank all you. of you in your own ways and I just can't thank you all enough it's been an, a, just a, a privilege and a pleasure and I'm so excited for what's ahead you know we're just starting um if we choose to keep doing it you know no one's being forced to um yeah but also the variety you know that, that you, if you don't feel that your voice matches someone else's mo Mm. doesn't matter because we're all yeah. doing our we're all very different um yeah, absolutely uh, yeah. and that's so cool and I think that's something we can offer as well as a model that whoever you are you you've got something to say you've got a contribution to make or an aspect of Mormonism's doctrines culture politics whatever lived experience um that that we can all speak to and and it does still resonate with the wider audience yeah and I think especially in the UK, these um, mm. 
you know, the things that we've been discussing, the things that we've been focusing on and over all of our podcasts over the past, you know, since we've been doing it, you know, these are issues that are unfolding in real time. We always bring it back to these are actual people, actual people's stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the amount of pain and trauma that exists out there because people don't have someone to talk to about this or you literally feel like the only person in the world. It's It sounds like such a cliche, doesn't it? But, you know, it, I think the fact that we are able to speak across the spectrum to so many different types of experiences is huge. Now, the other thing is we're really bloody funny <laughs> we have <laughs> such fun when we get together and pd you you have just been nailing that how have you got the balance of humor and you know also the really serious issues you've been focusing mm. on too how, how have you struck that <clears throat> poorly yeah you know um i've got this new box that um tells me when i'm talking tight <laughs> it's like, right it's like, like, it's, it's, discovered sound effects <laughs> yes that's, i wish i could hold the but it's like a, a mixer thing it's, it's amazing anyway um usually i talk until i kind of think that's not appropriate and then i'll my brain will be kind of five seconds ahead of my mouth mm-hmm. and then i'll kind of think yeah i won't say that just bring him back and i just bounce off the line constantly is that feedback coming from me a, a little bit of feedback happening i think it might be but um if we all just do the airplane mode remind it might be me because i took my phone off briefly yeah. and forgot to put it back on we, we're all very, very naughty and need reminding frequently. About I was trying to get that, my but... daughter to tell it to shut her room door because I could hear the noise coming down through my headphones. So I was like, <laughs> shut your room door. Um, Doug. PD, Doug Sorry. has a question and he wants to know, how did you get those big hitters on your show like the Toscanos? Oh, my giddy aunt, that was amazing. How did you do it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I begged and I pleaded and <laughs> I... What did you offer them? Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, a private room, British charm, <laughs> and a place. <laughs> you know what? They were really nice. Um, they were fantastic, and we've we've got some more, I guess, big hitters coming up. So. You guys suck at building yourselves up sometimes. So here's what I have observed, PD. Since you came on my radar. You came on my radar already having had this cult kind of following. Um, and so and people were like, you know, who is this guy? We'd narrowed it down that it was a UK guy, but you you were kind of on the down low at first. Um, but you you came with very quickly, very early, a really, really um big following. Is that is that the right way to say it? You you'd you've got some big hitters amongst your fans. Yeah, is what I'm I saying. Think, yeah, I think um, yeah, started out as a uh, a literary project, and I think a lot of people read that, which was great. Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of I, I pull them in, and they, you know what, they don't think they're big hitters, 
so yeah, yeah. which is great so they're they're like yeah we'll we'll do an interview and some of the stuff that they say because a lot of the time they've done loads and loads of interviews all about the same thing mm. it's all about uh tell us about the time you got excommunicated tell us about why you got excommunicated tell us about which church leader you didn't like and all that stuff's good information to have in little bits but i want to know the uh the crazy you know stuff that happened around it the toscanos in fact uh, one of their stories um was amazing but the um it was about receiving revelation in the temple through erections <laughs> and that there were it. so there was <laughs> sensor warning sensor warning he, he called it the, the orgasmatron you see this is where we're, we're approaching the line we're going to bounce off it in a minute he called it the orgasmatron and, and the um, head in the hands there, yeah. there we go but they, basically <laughs> these couples would go into the temple and this is what you get if Mormons sit around with no TV on a Sunday and mm-hmm. have just no time conversations think, think yeah. about different ways. And I don't know if it's because the guy's like, oh, well, I get a lot of in church. So maybe when the spirit's there, I get, you know. So they decided as a group of couples, and you'd think they could just be standard swingers. That'd be okay. But no, they went for this. As a group of couples, each of the brethren would pray about a different um, kind of thing that they wanted answering. And the one that got an erection during the temple ceremony was, that was the truth. So, uh, and, th- and that was their way of determining revelation. Oh my um, now, I, I don't know if that's what Rusty's going with now, um, but... <laughs> Yeah, but that that's in the uh, the Paul Toscano interview. And Mark, I am one hundred percent serious, and I said that to him as well. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but I think when you get a large concentration of Mormonism, there is a lot um, of, of, crazy. of weird suppressed oh, yeah. se- sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> because you know. and, and last year was the year of soaking as well. We all found out about that from BYU. <laughs> It's just bonkers, oh, isn't it? you guys. Let's keep it clean. Remember, you're on 21st century saints, guys. No, I, I, I know. We're the, we're, the oh, cute, yeah. we're the cute repressed podcast. Um, well, I, I mean, it, this is actually a really good taste of the kind of, um, mm. you know, the humour that, that you get with PD. You are 100% you. And, you know, the, the, the comment that Mark's asking, you know, about are you being serious? The, the thing is, the stuff that we talk about, when when we don't pull these things out of thin air, you know that that as soon as you start speaking, people will then start. Sh- <laughs> well, as as soon as we start sharing our voices and our thoughts, suddenly you're someone that people can trust with their story, and that's what the beauty of what you've been doing has been. It, you know, so much of it is humor and it is funny, and people are sharing these incredible things that have happened in their their time in the church. But also, there's a lot of trauma and pain that came along with that. But yeah, people share their stories, and so we sort of end up in this ecosystem where you've become a safe person to speak to and then we get to hear things like this that you think no that is not possible 
Mm. Yeah. Good and job. It's part, and it's part, and I think that, it, you know, as you're saying, this is what PD's really focused on. And, and I didn't quite get it at first. I was like, oh, it's just about funny stories. But, oh, my goodness, you know, it, what you're, you're pointing out is the experience in this religion has some really bizarre, surrealist elements to it. You know, the crash between these fundamentalists and the real world and normal family life while trying to look perfect. And it yeah. just creates and uh, with big ideas, but the general authorities keep talking in very vague terms so people can interpret in all kinds of different directions. It's just uh, an amazing story factory, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I think it's so know. Yeah, and, and often we're so the sort of nuanced and post Mormon space is so earnest as it should mm. be and and concerned and focused on injustice and outrage and all of that sort of thing. I think we also sometime while absolutely taking it all seriously we need we forget the the rounded experience that you can have in mormonism and in this community in this culture there's just so many hysterically funny nonsense crazy stuff going yeah. on and and we you know mate that is part of the experience and and when you create a, a place where people can just talk freely about those things I mean, uh, the the I was listening to your interview with Margaret Toscano, and I was like, if I just wanted to plug someone who doesn't know anything into an amazing, entertaining, interesting, engaging analysis of the journey of feminism in the church, that's mm-hmm. it. What watch PD's interview because oh, she was able to relax and just talk and go for it um, with all the humor and her character, yeah. but also the the depth of it and that that journey um wonderful just a load of fun uh but deep but informative as well so i think that you, you're pulling off something amazing there i'm really impressed yeah i totally yeah. agree yeah. and now you peter your journey i, I especially the past year mm. um has been one that's been kind of painful not just for you although you've been coping with it wonderfully well you're, you're <laughs> typically british yeah <laughs> step up our lips all the way step but um yeah you I, I remember saying to alana way back at the beginning when we first got to know you that immediately we you know we could see you're on the radar for church discipline this is what's mm-hmm. very likely going to happen here and knowing how your approach works knowing how you make a huge difference in this space I don't know how I'm going to cope spiritually if the you know if it's made clear that you are going to be restricted in that space if you're going to be effectively chucked out um they did just chuck him out yeah (laughs) I keep coming back (laughs) hey they got you so will you will you talk to us a little bit about what what you've learned in the past year yeah it's um so it it was a yeah what a year really I haven't really stopped to think about it myself so going from starting you know just the November before um in the previous year starting to podcast starting to try and be a voice for reform in the church what it will take and identifying the problem being the institutional dysfunctions and the leadership, not the people locally and so on, that the, the buck stops with them and, and change has to happen there. Um, to kind of, the, I think that, you know, the pivotal moment where my state president was reaching out to me and we were having conversations 
I was still very much in anger venting phase. So the poor guy, he was very patient. He listened to me for ages, but didn't in a way contribute much to the conversation. Um, but then fairly quickly, comparatively, it became you need to stop talking or church discipline will be inevitable. And in a way, I didn't fight that enough at the time because I, I know the game. It's what I expected. So I wasn't expecting anything else. So I didn't really sort of have a go about that. I just said, yeah, and, you know, that is accepted. That's the situation. It's unjust and I'll, I will fight it. But, you know, that that's what's going to happen. <laughs> um, and to then actually go through that experience, having um, actually been prepared for it really well because Bill Real and John Jolin and others had shared their experiences of the excommunication process, I was like, right, how do I make this a positive? Because they did. I mean, in their cases, they recorded it, and that has just laid bare the ludicrousness of excommunicating people for telling the truth, especially when, as in Bill's case, the people excommunicating you in the room acknowledge that you are telling the truth, and then they ex you anyway, which is so ridiculous um so i just decided right well i'm gonna have my power here you know i insisted on the whole um on requesting the the full high council um and the state president graciously accepted that he gave it loads of time and the in my case the trial itself was actually really powerful and a positive experience because i got to say what i wanted to say and there was a really good question and answer that kind of i felt validated all the points they may not see it that way um and I had a silly hat that Lynn made. And so I was kind of, you know, making it fun as well. And just like, I, I, I will own this situation. I'm not going to be in. You should have went in with your sword it. as well. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like I, after I, I seen you with your sword on, I was like, oh, I should have had that as excommunication. <laughs> like, I'm going to fight. Yeah. Did you and, really wear that, and, that hat? Yes. I, I kind of carried it in the, in the bag. I didn't wear it walking into the room because you, you go in and you have the high council all in the tables in the U shape and the state presidency at the opposite end. You know, it's like entering a throne room. Um, but I got it out. I put it on, you know, when it was my turn. And, you know, here I am. Then I sort of laid it on the table so they wouldn't get too distracted. But it was there. And uh, so the it, things they want to search you for on the way into an excommunication. I didn't get the hat in the big shopping uh -huh. bag. No, he has, he has a choosing hat. Yeah, I had to hand my phone over though on the way in. Pop it in the bag. They, you know. they made you give him the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will I not do it on this podcast. I know what I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> Some nice which finger I, signals would have been yeah, on that. Which I expected. Bolt pal. Yeah. So, but my intention, in a sense, is to kind of see it through. Um, whatever happens, I'm, I'm going to be there watching. And I told that to them. I, you know, one of the things I said was, you know, there'll come a point where I, I will be there when you are locking up the chapels because you haven't got yeah. a congregation anymore. I'll, I'll still be here when some of you have your faith and trust crisis and leave the church and your children leave. Oh, but they hate um, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and actually, I had really positive feedback, most of the high council, some of whom I've known since I was a baby, you know, I've, I haven't flown far from the nest here. So they're old pals of mine, and they're probably just chuckling about the hat. Um, a, lot, a lot of them said they've been listening to the podcast and agreed with a lot of what I was saying and so on. So um, that, that was really nice. And I, I know that's absolutely not everyone's experience, but by, by in a sense, making it how I wanted it to be and saying my bit and and 
that they graciously allowed me time to be heard and engaged in dialogue, which often people absolutely do not in these situations. Um, I've, I feel really good about it. Um, mm -hmm. I was sorry that the verdict was, you know, to to X me. Um, I wanted blood. But yeah, <laughs> but I maybe I haven't been because I I then worked on um, my um, uh, twenty six page uh, appeal letter to the first presidency um, to ask them the questions that my state leaders were refusing to answer and pass that on and and I haven't heard a thing since. Oh, of course, so that you was haven't. in like July. So, you know, everyone well, else seems to get their appeal verdict quite quickly. I keep checking my junk mail. I've, I'm really worried it came months ago and I missed it. <laughs> so the verdict might not be upheld at all. And uh, you actually may be a member in full fellowship and we just all don't exactly. know it yet. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of having fun with this. So it could it's been four or five months now. So I am probably, if it goes on another month, I'm going to ask my state, my bishop, if I can please be take the sacrament again because clearly oh. they're not really following through with this so i'm still a member so i'm very excited about that so that will be something to look forward to this year um yeah I... so but but just just sorry i know mm. you know waffle. no please but, on you go but it has but just in the last month or two it has also become really hard for the first time because what i say in theory is happening in reality that we are now down to about 20 active members in my ward that used to have 150 nearly all of the young people are gone nearly all of the people who were more open-minded and would pr provide balance in dialogue in general in gospel doctrine lessons and everywhere else they're gone um so i'm very much a lone voice and it is getting quite uncomfortable because mm -hmm. if i say anything even vaguely controversial i am now being told by a couple of people to shut up because i'm opposing god um which is tough um and i mean it's ridiculous as well but it is it is that reality check that I, for the first time i'm appreciating what a lot, lot of other people on this journey of trying to reform the church have been on where they've just reached a point where they're like these people aren't capable of change it's the institution will not change i've i've broken myself hitting this wall yeah. um it hasn't fallen these people are incorrigible you can't do you know a full tbm and fundamentalist flow is you cannot have a recent rational conversation with on any level um and some of these people are my friends as well so i have to keep trying to separate the person i know from the conditioning in their heads um so it is it's difficult and I'm, I'm just having to adjust to that but it is quite therapeutic having a podcast with people who get me <laughs> sort Absolutely. of thanking me for what i'm saying because mm. i it's not being understood at all or mostly in my congregation yeah well so we need it's to tough. Let... I'm, I've, I've been been on that journey that others have and I'm, I'm getting yeah. it now I get yeah. what they were saying all along yeah thank you Peter we mm. need to let PD go in a couple of minutes so we're going to say goodbye to you guys just after we ask you a very quick couple of questions so first of all uh, someone in the comments wants to know where did Daniel the tapir's name come from <laughs> Dan Peterson, the uh, originator of the tapir myth. So that was that was a Nemo thing. Nemo's so good at like these random connections that sh only Sherlock would get the first time. <laughs> I, I feel like he needs to have his own show. I, I feel like we need to have like a Daniel the Tapir cartoon. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get on that. Join the British Rescue when um, 
uh, Keith Erickson was doing his Q and A's with, with on church history. Um, uh, Nemo was appearing as Daniel Ripat, which is like an anagram of tape. So Dan, 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 he's a horse though. Remember, um, has been getting around. Yes. Um, next question we have uh, to all panel members. What are your thoughts on TikTok? Would you ever use it to expand your audience like John Dillon has attempted for his own? Mm. PD, you want to go? Yeah, I um, I, I have TikTok. I have yep. about a thousand followers on TikTok, which is, for me personally, warms my cockles. Uh, but compared to John Delaney and, and the others, I'm I'm small fry. So. Um, yeah, but remember, John Delaney has been going for how many years now? About twenty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's been going a long Forever. time. So you need to be kind to yourself. And he's full time. <laughs> and he's full time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and has a team. Uh, but also, can, can I just say, PD's content on TikTok is bloody good. So follow him definitely follow him 21st century saints we do have a tiktok channel we do put out some content a little bit sporadic it's been one of our new year things we're gonna we are going to be doing a little bit more there um but yeah we love tiktok i also want to shout out and i'm really sorry i'm blanking in his name i'm gonna link to him in the comments but we're going to come back and talk at some point about the guy who is a i'm sure he's a church historian I think his name's Dan. Anyway, loads of incredible nuanced content, actual scripture related good stuff coming from this guy. Um, it will be interesting to see how his his journey goes, but definitely someone to follow. Um, okay, we are going to hear a little moment. Nemo the Mormon has given us a little voice message telling us about what he's got coming up for the next little while. So we're going to just play that just now. Hi ladies, Nemo here. You asked what I'm up to over the next couple of months. Well, I don't tend to plan that far in advance, but we are going to be seeing Sam Pince on the channel to talk about logical fallacies. The Britvengers are also assembling in a couple of weeks to go over the broadcast with DeFeo, Bednar and Nelson. And there's going to be an interview coming up soon with my university flatmate, he had his first encounter with Mormonism through me. So we're going to talk about what an outside perspective is like, what it's like to first encounter the Mormon church and the Mormon belief system. And uh, that should be pretty interesting. Other than that, you'll have to just come over and watch and find out, won't you? Cheers, <laughs> ladies. Have a great evening. So definitely give Nemo a follow. PD, what have you got coming up? Uh, this year, we want to really expand the pd ward and the activities because when you leave mormonism you do have your stories but you miss a lot of people so what we're going to try and do is we had the part the christmas party um but to try and bring more people in uh things like pub quizzes uh there might be some family fortunes coming up but different shows with uh, different guests uh playing these games but as well you don't have to be like uh, a famous uh, TikToker or someone, you know, a big name in the, the ex-Mormon blogosphere. Uh, we're going to start getting on, uh, you know, teams of listeners or viewers um, to play these games as well. Sounds fantastic. Definitely. We will link to you um, in, in the show notes, but definitely give PD's channels a follow um, wherever you get them. 
Peter, what mm-hmm. are you up to? Well, I've got my flags out, so I'm I'm just recording now and actually filming for the first time. Usually, I do audio as my podcast, but again, John Deling's fault. Um, trying to push it towards more visuals. Um, I've been grappling with Adobe Premiere Pro and cameras and disasters, and I've worked it all out now, I think. Um, So I'm editing three episodes about the British rescue, but starting with the journey. So I've got my flags. So I have my, um, I've got a Swedish flag for the Swedish rescue. And I've just had delivered my Idaho flag. (laughs) Is it upside down? Anyway, upside down. Idaho, state of Idaho flag and British one for the Boise rescue and then R1. Um, so I'm going to analyze that across three episodes and all the good stuff that we've been discussing. Excellent. And so much happened last year. It's a lot to process. Um, and I've been learning loads. It's fascinating. And what has delighted me is it turned I mean, it's indescribable that the church historian at the Boise rescue literally quoted the question I've been asking the first presidency and my state president that they keep not answering, which is why did you ordain yourselves as leaders of the church without a vote of the people? And he got up there and taught that you have to have a vote of the people for a real profit, i.e. not Denver snuffer. And they don't actually do it. And I was just listening through the Boise rescue and that came up. I was in hysterics. So that's been an interesting journey. Um, but also a distraction because I've been busy working on a script for uh, Mormon Civil War, the movie, which Ooh. will be an episode of Mormon Stories. Um, this is, I was meant to be interviewed with Lynn on Mormon Stories donkeys years ago, but John keeps raising the game. Like, could you do like an episode to explain, summarize your podcast first? And then it's, could you make it visual, Peter? So now I'm, I'm doing the movie. But you mentioned TikTok. So my plan is to make it, Normally I do four hour episodes. So I'm trying to make this thing like nuggets of stuff with sets of five, five of this, five of that, which from the movie could perhaps then be chopped up and put into TikTok. So I'm I'm trying to take on that challenge of being succinct as well, which is painful for me. So, but probably nicer for the listeners. Uh, Yeah, so that's kind of what I got planned. I think also though, we're all involved in this process of activism that um, Nemo has voted opposed. My wife, Lynn, has voted opposed. Um, P- Did you vote opposed, PD? I think, met, yes, yeah. Um, so we are actually, you know, we're, we're, we're not just talking, we're doing. We are pushing mm. the system. We're testing it. Uh, is there accountability? If the apostles lie, well, <laughs> if the apostles lie and we vote opposed and say they're lying, And the leaders of the church, when we present the evidence, our local leaders acknowledge, yes, they lied, uh, but you can't talk about it. We're like, well, where's the accountability then? What does that mean? And I think that is so important. Yeah, you can have a starring role, Doug. Um, (laughs) And it's it's so, you know, important to to actually say, hold them accountable. You know, you say you do this stuff, but do you? And what does it mean? And I think that's really significant. I just think um, there's also this year ahead is going to be really exciting because I do feel a, ch- a shift. Yes. I think there's really some momentum gathering at the moment. For a start, the leadership are coming out of COVID and panicking about the losses. Um, we've had the, the reach out to Britain. We got this broadcast to Europe in a week or two from the, pro- the profit. Um, we've had in between... In one day last weekend, six broadcasts to young people all over the world. 
um, all of them kind of based on acknowledging that they are losing people and that these young people are watching their friends leave the church in large numbers. They are rattled. Um, there's even some chatter on in the blog Anacle about some kind of full-on consultative conference going on in secret at the moment about reaching out to the youth and, and how we retain them. Um, whether or not that's real, there's certainly the symptoms are there and what they're doing. Um, but also, I'm, I've been for years now involved in groups of people trying to hold the nuanced line who, who get the religion, frustrated with the culture, um, but they've never been willing to challenge the leaders. And they have lost their poop over the last year. People are just so fed up now. They Even in America, their kids are leaving the church. They're looking at their kids and they're not seeing the church offering them anything to stay. They're, they've they've internalized that the, the treatment of LGBTQ people and so on is completely unacceptable. They cannot believe that our 1950s sexist views of the roles of women are still being con constantly preached with no exceptions. Um, worse than in the 80s and 90s, like it's gone backwards. Mm. And they are now in open rebellion. And the Salt Lake Tribune had a double page spread just before Christmas, I think, of uh, one of their sports writers, with just like 40 things that the church needs to do to fix itself. Um, so I, I just think we are reaching, I'm, I'm feeling really smug because I kind of predicted this. We're reaching a point, there's going to be a short window where so many people are leaving and intelligent, thoughtful Latter-day Saints of our generation, particularly who've been taught a nicer version of our religion in lots of ways are seeing that being thrown in the bin and replaced with pure cult leader worship, which is what the Rasband's broadcast to the young adults of North America was. It was astonishing. Um, and they, there'll be a period where there's enough of them still active and in leadership horrified where they have an epiphany and they may just do something. And I think it's for all of us who've done the research and been on the journey and discussed the possibilities and tried them mm. to present them a little package of, right, these are all the things that don't work, but these ones could. We've tested the system and this is where your power is. And I, my opinion at the moment is voting opposed is going to have to be where it is. Um, and we need to frame that in a way that they can cope with doctrinally and emotionally and see if enough people jump aboard um and absolutely but there is a de there is a desperation starting to happen and the dam is breaking i think i'm i'm not i mean the institution is very rigid so they're not going to go quietly sort of thing but we'll see but i'm quite excited i'm I, it feels like a shift is happening yeah uh, pd i'm gonna have to go guys but absolutely be before i do peter 21st century saints you're amazing. And when it comes to voting opposed, I have a plan that <laughs> will, if it comes off, will make newspaper headlines, <laughs> at least in the Salt Lake News. We're uh, all going to do it naked. No, but it, I, I can't say what it is because okay. I'm, I'm genuinely checking the laws to make sure I will not go to jail. <laughs> For <laughs> um, doing what I've got what planned to do, um, but I dread to think it'll be very visual, and <laughs> it will be signed off with love from PD. 
if anyone wants to make a donation to PD and the Brit Avengers Legal Fund uh, in case we should need it, <laughs> um, <laughs> pop him a message. I'm um, thinking a, a giant willy behind an aeroplane <laughs> flying across <laughs> Temple Square with, with, word, with, with a message on it. Yeah. Hey, you started this. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, I, I know our audience have got so much more that they want to talk about. There's so much more I want to talk about. There are so many things that are already on the calendar for the the church um, as a whole in the British Isles, for the church as a whole. All of these things we're going to be talking about. And we will all be together on Nemo the Mormon show. Now, when is that? Is it to, next uh, weekend? Weekend? I think it might be. Well, watch, yeah, watch this space. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Next weekend, yeah. on Sunday, yeah, about you... 8.30ish, I think. I possibly. think it's around about then. Yeah. We'll get that yeah. time out to you guys. But thank you so much, mm. um, Peter and PD, and also Nemo the Mormon, who was with us in spirit. Um, love to you all, and we will catch up with you soon. No worries. Cool. Bye. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> now, Alana and I are going to... Um, <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna keep on uh, pick up where we left off. So first of all, the guy that I was telling you about on on uh, TikTok, Dan McClellan, he is a religion PhD, scripture translation supervisor for the LDS Church, and he's amazing. Um, okay, where did we get up to? So last year we. Um, one of the biggest moments that we had was uh, was at Sunstone, where we got to meet a lot of the Brit Vengers and people in the British sort of movement um, in person. We, <laughs> poor Alana, as you, are you doing okay there? Yeah, I just <laughs> mother. I, I try hard to keep my cool, but I get so frustrated. You're doing like, I get that she's a child, but it's like she's old enough now to understand that when Mum says. You know, go up to your room and just do what you have to do. And she was just arguing with me there about because I told her it was bedtime. She was not oh, bless. She was trying to cause a fuss. So <laughs> yes, it never, never gets old, does it? The same no. night, every yeah, we and, and normally, like if I was just sitting watching TV down here, wouldn't be an issue. She'd probably sit upstairs the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But it's guaranteed okay. because she knows I'm on this. So I'm like, well, move yeah. in. Get the Brit Avengers are on. Let's find out what's happening. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, Sunstone. We we had a ball at Sunstone. Um, what anything we learned at Sunstone that oh, there was something. Our <laughs> finger tattoo. Oh, did, oh, did we camera, yeah, did we one. talk about this online? We I got matching finger tattoos, um, which are very faded. <laughs> So, yeah, the, the, the motto finger. is don't get finger tattoos because they do not they last. last well. They blow out very easily. So we need I to mean, get I, I still would tattoos. like to... Sorry, I feel like because yeah. I'd moved the camera when it was the four of us, but I feel like you reposition it now that we're back on. I do feel, though, that I would like to ask a tattoo artist, like, should it have faded that quickly? Like, I just feel... I mean, you've seen how bad mine was within a couple of days. I mean, mine mine was bad. Yeah, yours, yours blew out pretty. Um, pretty you know, compared to yours, yours lasted quite well, I would say. <laughs> and, I mean, well, in fairness to the guy, we did literally message him as he was closing his shop, <laughs> and he stayed open for us. So, But, you know, I still would have liked to have thought that it would have lasted a bit longer than what it did. Um, well, you know, we... 
so Alana had been partying the night before and we got to That's the end. That's funny you said that because you said that you learned anything from Sunstone. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yes, don't stay up partying all night when you've got to get up early the next morning. <laughs> Oh, honestly, you you were hysterical. We laughed so much during that weekend. It was awesome. But yeah, we we were sitting together at the end of the, the final day of Sunstone Conference. Oh, no, sorry, the Saturday of Sunstone Conference. And we were like, you were falling asleep and I was so amused by it. Now, it's not, a, <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm being critical, but I think we can be, as, as British Mormons, we can hear the uh, the American voice <laughs> when it cuts of that, that sort of area where it sounds like a conference talk. You know, it, it's simply the accent is all that it takes. And when you're already quite tired, you you were struggling to... Yeah stay stay tuned in um and I was so amused and I thought you know I'm gonna ask Alana do you do you fancy going to get do you fancy going to get a tattoo do you want to go get a tattoo I was like, are, you, are you serious like genuinely uh, and yeah and uh, and I'm like yeah and uh, your eyes just flew wide open you're like yep let's let's, let's do, do it. it now that's the kind of body I've got so we <laughs> we marched we skipped out the last 20 30 minutes of sunstone jogged on off got our matching tattoos and uh, yeah i feel like it might be a new sunstone tradition i think but you know definitely it was not the finger though definitely not the finger <laughs> <laughs> well, um so yeah we need some ideas and i think we need to book in advance as well give the we guy a bit more do. of a heads up <laughs> we do. I love that uh, in the comments Donnell's talking about flipping off her home teacher <laughs> I love it love it so yeah it was definitely a symbolic um location but we need to we need to come up with something else um what else did we have we had um do, do you have a, a favorite interview I was putting you on the spot I know but do you have a favorite oh. interview from last year Oh, that's a hard one. Will I suggest who I, I think, think your favourite was? I, th I think the most excitement that I got, and sorry to all the other people we interviewed, was John Dillon. Yeah, I, th I knew you were going to say that, because yeah. I think just, because I just, I, like, I don't even think, even when we were sitting interviewing him, that like it had fully sunk in. Like, it did kind of sink in beforehand, because I was like, we're interviewing John freaking Dillon, you know? But I think it really sunk in after it. I was like, did that actually just happen? You know, and I know for a lot of people, you know, they maybe don't think that he's this big guy, but, you know, in my world, he is, you know, huge. You know, it's communicated. He's giving people the voice of all the stories. You know, he is pretty well known. And he's coming on to this wee British, well, Scottish, sorry, I have to say, a Scottish pod podcast, you know, with two ladies who he doesn't yeah. even really know. And it like, was yeah, our no ninth episode we had only been doing nine episodes and he was so gracious to agree it really like he agreed to do it pretty quick like we were quite sure oh, yeah, yeah. you know maybe a week down the line two weeks down the line and he's just like no i can be on and you know um it, it was, yeah i mean i mean there's been a lot like i did i, I really liked papa Oster's interview you know it kind of yep. touched me a little you know um, I mean, there was so many good interviews, you know. And, and that um, was our first, uh, we did, so we did our introduction episode and Papa Osler was our first interview. That was the, yeah, very, first, the right. very first one we did. Yeah. Um, we, we've had, so we had Debbie Coleman, who does incredible Amazing. work here in the UK. Um, we, uh, we 
you know, we, we've talked with Nemo and Peter um, way back when excommunication was just a, a big question mark. And, you know, I feel like I got a shout out as well to, to, to Nemo because we're worried, right? Being yeah. honest. I mean, be, yeah. being in, in the circle of, you know, hearing the things that we hear, we, we're really worried. Um, yeah. And he does incredible work, is incredibly supportive. I mean, all of the guys are. Um, the amount of time that, as it, as individuals and as people sort of around the Brit Avengers, the amount of time people give up to support others who are struggling, who are in very dark places often, and there is you know, when when church, when members, when your faith, it, it's not doing what it promised to do. The people who are at the end of a, a phone or, you know, on a video chat or showing up in person, it, it's it's the guys who are up for excommunication. And it is tragic that I hate that. Um, I've witnessed more christ-like love and, and non-judgmental support coming from people who are on the the fringes of what the you know what orthodox faith look faith looks like it's it's just devastating um anyway we it's also a, spoke... it's a horrible horrible practice i've said yeah. that before you know like, i realized now i didn't really think much of it when i was excommunicated but looking back on it now it's absolutely disgusting it disgusts me that yeah. you still do this in this day and age. Um, we spoke with um, Susie Augustine from uh, Augustinson from uh, Peculiar, who is doing incredible work there. We we got to speak with Ken McFadden as well, and that was a really special episode. That was that I was pretty that incredible. One because I was in holiday. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You were. Um, <clears throat> I had a, a complete breakdown <laughs> on episode 13. Thank you for sitting with me in that very uncomfortable space. Um, what a faith crisis looks like when it's unfolding in real time. Um, but the other wonderful thing is we introduced the world to, or, okay. Dr. Sheldon Greaves is more than capable of representing himself and does an incredible work with the podcast episodes that he's got. But to be able to sort of introduce him to our audience, I got such a kick out of that. So Dr. Greaves is a recurring biblical scholar. He's coming back in a couple of weeks to talk with us Um especially this year now that we're covering the Old Testament and the Come Follow Me curriculum. There's so much to discuss Sorry. on that. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine, sweet thing. You're, you're... It's so funny. I can go for ages and it just, yeah. and just something catches it and then it just doesn't stop. You're still so yeah, you're, you're still definitely not not back to 100% again. Definitely you're doing not. great. Um, okay, what else? Yeah, so Dr. Greaves, Dr. Greaves um, unfortunately, is grieving the loss of his um, oh. his cat, one of his cats, yeah, and it's... It's a it's a painful one, um. But yeah, so we are going to be catching up with him soon. The other thing I want to tell you guys about is Doctor Greaves, and I think it's next Wednesday, is doing a Zoom meeting where it, it's sort of a class that he's doing where he's going to be. Now I'm just going to get some pull the details up here because I want to be 
want to give you all the, the right information. Okay, so he's doing a presentation via Zoom on the role of humans in creation as spelled out in Genesis. Now, it's perfect timing for the Come Follow Me people who are following along that. Um, and also, if you're just interested, Dr. Greaves is amazing. So, yeah, we're going to be hearing lots more from Dr. Greaves. Um, what else? We have Patrick Mason. Alana Wilson Bryce, you made Patrick Mason cry. Yeah, he was. I didn't mean to. Charming. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a supportive cry. He was he was mourning with those that mourn, and he was wonderful. Go read his book, guys. Oh, Papa Osler, which reminds me, speaking of books, Papa Osler, who when he was on our first episode, um, we were talking about his book, part two is coming out he has a sequel coming out and i think it's in march this year so with a little bit of luck he may come on and talk with us about it some more but definitely watch that space and if you haven't read the first book um listen learn love then you will definitely want to want to check that out um yeah so we spoke with the heaths about sunstone uk Really excited to see what Sunstone UK is going to be doing this year. <clears throat> I'm already missing it. Um, so I'm looking forward to finding it more there. Uh, Mark Johnson interviewed us at Sunstone, which was kind of fun. We chatted with Priesthood Dispatches. Um, yeah, and uh, most recently we talked climate change, where we're going we're gonna to have to do an update on how we're doing with the whole climate pledge we're gonna we're gonna talk about that some i still but, have to do the little um quiz yeah. thing that you've told me about you'll need to and, remind me about that and see where we're at but uh, our, our last episode that we did was with um valerie and kira and uh, it was on oh it, it, it was on the, the authority of mother eve and it was just Stunning. So if you haven't uh, had the chance to listen to that yet, please uh, give it give it a listen because it is absolutely exceptional. Those two women are just, just wonderful. Um, Mormon Civil War, Peter's reminding us that UK Thrive is happening next weekend. We will join you in spirit. So we're really looking forward <laughs> to hearing how that goes. Um, yeah, so that's what we've been up to. Um. Alana, what are your thoughts for moving forward in 2012? Do you have any 2012? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> are we going back in time, Jane? <laughs> back to the future oh, or something like that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Get me more iron breath. For 2022. <laughs> um, I just think um, I would like to just see... It's a hard one. It's like, I think obviously, you know, we need to, I, I'm not saying that, you know, it's not about viewers for me, but I think we need to try and, you know, push getting us out there a wee bit, just because there's so many people I believe out there who need to hear what, yeah, and that sounds really big headed, but I just mean like to relate to the what the things we discuss, you know, more yeah. than anything, not like what we've got to say personally. Um. Think, we still have our website. Is uh, I just, is I just feel we have, we yeah. have so much we do that we still have to achieve. I don't even think we're we're quite at the peak yet, you know. Um, because obviously we we just you know a lot of people who are going to do a podcast, you know, months of planning, preparing, you know, and 
getting it, making sure everything's perfect sound. You know, we we just went for it, you know. So, yeah, so yeah. we've been kind of learning as we've went. So I think Definitely. we still do, you know. I would like to personally try and get a little bit of a better system than what I'm using. Obviously, that'll take time. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think, <clears throat> yeah, I think I think just to just keep getting amazing people on our podcast. And you know, if we went to doing an episode every day, we we at, at the moment have about three years worth of material lined up. If we went to every yeah. day, like we have so much to get through and like you say so many great guests even just january alone um you know we're, we're setting up a few dates and things like that so yeah we, we and when we're not broadcasting we are super busy there there are things that we are you know putting in place and uh guesting on other podcasts so we're having loads of fun yeah um I wanted to ask you probably the question that I think will be most relevant to an audience who are interested in how this all kind of came about. Do you want to talk about where you are with church right now? Um, I would say I'm done with it. Like, you know, yeah. at the start of doing the podcast, you know, I'd said that I've took a step back. Um, when I say I'm done with it, like I'm not done with it in the sense of, you yeah. know, I'm still looking into things, I'm still researching things, I'm still not, still not to world. the same extent. I, I kind of took, Jane, you've got me hooked to an iron brew now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I took that step back to try and figure out what I really wanted, what I needed in my life. Um, you know, I did do a lot of research into some things. I mean, I wouldn't say a huge amount, but the stuff that I needed to kind of clarify in my mind, mm. did this really happen, did it not? Um, but I, I'd say where I'm at at the moment, like I have no no intention of going back anytime soon, if at all, to be honest. I'm not at the place of wanting to remove my records or anything like that. Like yeah. I've said, that's not to say that won't happen in the near future. Um, I guess we'll just need to see how things play out. I mean, yeah. I actually just quickly well I remember, I don't know if you remember this, um, I don't even know if it was a month ago or a few weeks ago. So my little girl, like, you know, I was going to ask you about this. She mm. has attention issues, you know, things like that. She doesn't do very well. So church isn't an ideal setting for her, you know, to be sitting for the whole hour of sacrament. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And let's be honest, she <laughs> does not like church, right? No, she doesn't. She doesn't like she it. She actually told me I never want to go back to that church yeah. ever again, you know. I was when like, well, I don't plan to go back. <laughs> from from the age of five and six, she's like, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was sitting in my, my bed. Was it, Was I... Was I on the phone to you or was I, did I tell you about this later? I can't remember. Anyway, and she's in, she's in her room and all of a sudden I hear her singing. Now, I'm thinking, where the heck has this come from? Like, all I heard was, lead me, guide me, walk beside me. And I'm like, why? And the funny thing about it was that I found it creepy was, I'm not into this all, this was the spirit kind of thing, but that a member of my ward had been messaging me over a number of weeks to invite me to go to the ward primary presentation. Well, it was saying to come to the Munch and Mingle afterwards. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, the weekend, like, the week leading up to it, like, she's starting to sing primary songs. Now, she's never really talked about church. She's never really sung any of the songs. And just suddenly, out of the blue, she starts singing. And I'm trying to say, Daisy, like, why are you singing that? She's like, um, I don't really know. And then from that, <clears throat> she then's like, yep, I want to go to church on Sunday. I'm like, 
okay, now, are, are you really sure? Like, now, I don't want to go. But as a mother, that's a sacrifice I would make for my daughter. I would, If she really wanted to go to church, I would take her. But then I was like, you, you're going to your dad's on Saturday night to stay over. You know, you're at your dad's like, well, you can pick me up. And I was like, well, you're at your dad's to spend time with your dad. You know, I think, you know, you should spend that time with your dad. And But really, it was like, I don't want to go. But you know, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I would do it. I, I would, you know, as hard as it would be to walk through the doors, you know, I, I would do it if she really did want to. Um, ideally I don't want her like I said back a while ago that that was one of the main reasons that I felt I had to, to walk away because mm-hmm. I don't want my daughter to be caused the damage that, that I've been caused and the other people within my family and other people that I'm hearing of yeah. um, because I don't agree with a lot of the things and the way they teach things especially within young women's and things like that so that that was a big nail on the coffin so to speak for me that, that I realised I, I need to do it for my daughter if anything because I don't want her having to have the experiences that I've had and so you ended up it it didn't happen but the what interests me what I think is really fascinating is when we're in the church and we talk about people who have left the church or taken a step back the less active tab gets applied pretty quickly um what what does that actually mean anyway because so you you were planning or did you go to the primary presentation you remember you were invited to I I was invited um I I didn't really want to go mm-hmm. um because <laughs> I've always loved the primary presentations you and have James always been the one who's been like mm-hmm. I can't stand them uh-uh. you know, and and I'm going to be honest here, like I don't know if I've ever told you. I'm thinking what you all think I've like, lost my yeah because I'm like they're beautiful. The kids are singing, you know, everything's rosy. You know, yep. look at them doing their wee talks, their wee sentences. <sighs> I've never ever thought anything of it. But obviously, in my journey, so I got well, I didn't get invited. So my niece, um, her kids go to church with her dad. My niece, um, they're they're separated and they go to church with her dad, and it was their primary presentation. So my niece doesn't drive. And so she had asked me, would I be willing to take her there and bring her back? Um, so I was like, yep, absolutely, not a problem. And I didn't, I didn't mind that so much because it was a different, it was a little branch. And, you know, um, I'd never been there before, but, you know, nobody really knew me. So there was no, you know, kind of pressure on anything. You know, I rocked up in my trousers, my jeggings and a wee top, you know. And, and I'm sitting there and, oh, my goodness, it just hit me how awful these presentations are and it's not because of the kids the kids do a wonderful job but because of how manipulated they are how you know me in words Jane um no you you keep going you're doing good kind of controlled in a way in my opinion they are by what they're saying you know young kids as young as five and six who are going up and reading talks and saying I know the prophet Joseph Smith was a prophet I know I know and I'm thinking you're saying that because it's been written for you. You don't know. Um, what was the other thing? There was, you know, again, going back to my childhood, you know, it was always wonderful. We loved it. You know, the future missionary badge. I'm thinking this, again, is another form of manipulation in my mind. Mm. Put these future missionary badges on them. Um, there, there was something else. Um, I feel like it was just, I, it just all hit me, without getting into too much detail, it just all hit me how awful these presentations are because it's like drum it into them from a young age you know and they don't know any different 
you know, I've, I, I'm in a, an ex-Mormon group and there was one woman who was talking about a conversation she'd had with her, I, I think the posts were separated, uh, but the, the children still went to the church and it was about baptism and things and, and she's really fighting the, the kids' corners. It may not even have been this religion, I'm not sure if it was, but there was some mention of a religion anyway, <clears throat> which makes me think possibly it's a different one. But she was so pushing, like, you know, she doesn't understand what she's getting into. She doesn't, you know, and he was fighting against it, saying that they do, but they don't. They don't know at that age. You know, they don't know. You know, it's, it's been drummed into them from a young age, so they believe that that's the right decision. But when you look at it now, how many of our young people who have been baptised are staying the course? So I, I always thought it was a great age, you know, because we were always taught, and again, I taught at my mission, you know, infant baptism and how there's no need for it. It's the age of accountability. And now I think, is it heck? Is it heck? Eight? My daughter's eight. My daughter should have been baptised this year. Obviously, she wouldn't have been. Well, you know, I say her dad would have possibly not agreed to it. I don't think he would have. But, you know, I think, how can she be accountable for, for things at eight years of age? How how can any child yeah. now, when I say accountable, they, they've, they've got to learn right from, right from wrong and they do have a, a a small knowledge of it, but they're not actually going out their way to sin. They're not, you know, and in my opinion, now, what is sin? What is sin? That That's the Mormon church's opinion of sin, you know. Um, so, you know, I just, I, I, I'm glad that I'm not in a position where I've had her baptised and haven't been in that position. Um, I mean, I did say a few years ago that even if her dad had to agree to it, I don't think I would allow her to do it at eight years of age for that very reason. Yeah. Because I don't think that, that they're an age where they can fully make an informed and consented decision. Because it's what they've been taught. They're kids. They've been drummed, 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 drummed. This is how it is. You get baptised at eight, everybody does it, blah, blah. So, you know... Of course they're going to want to do it. And if all their friends are getting baptised to eat as well, of course they want to do it. But they don't really so, know what they're getting into. Yeah, let, let's do the, the little detour um, on that because I, I feel like what happens is we... What, what baptism should be at age eight? And I, I'm not even sure how I feel about this. It's, you know, these are just my thoughts. Um but what baptism should be at the age of eight, um, I, I would imagine should be something akin to when a child goes to, you know, you have the the sort of scouts and, and cadet type um, things that where you can make pledges of, you know, to, to be loyal to your country, to be, you know, a, a responsible citizen, the kinds of things that you can make a commitment to do, but knowing that, you know, we all mess up, we're all human. I think what happens is in the the church, we as we go through church life, everything becomes about, well, you made the covenants, you know, this is the covenant path. And more and more weight is attached to what you covenanted to do at baptism. So yep, what should be... And the guilt be, comes in and the shame comes absolutely, in. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, of course, if we're looking back thinking, yeah, but does an eight-year-old really, you know, are they really accountable? Well, no, of of course they're not as accountable as you know like all of this baggage we're talking about here i i think for me part of the problem is the the weight that just gets added as you go it's putting rocks in a backpack and i don't know how um i i don't think it's supposed to necessarily be like that that's yeah. like i say just just some thoughts but no i totally totally support your decision what does not going to church mean, though? So will you continue to go to primary presentations? Will you continue to go to show up to see um, 
talks that your uh, family members are giving? I mean, <clears throat> well, the problem is I don't have any family in the church at the moment. The wee ones, my because, because let, oh, let's yeah, be no, honest. Like, if it was the kids, absolutely. How... Asked, you, you know me, like, as hard as it would be. But again, um, and I've just remembered what I was going to say as well about that little yeah. branch we went to. Um, you know, it, it, of course I would. It's my family. And if the kids want me to be at yeah. something, of course I would go. I would support them. It might not be easy for me. I might hate every minute of it. But absolutely, of course I would go. Um, you know, I've often said that, like, if you asked me, you know, I'm giving mm. a talk, would you please come and support me? You know, blah, blah. And especially if it was going to be a wonderful nuance talk, then, you know, absolutely I would do it, you know. <laughs> Because I love, I love, I love you guys. I love the, my family, and, and mm -hmm. I would do that to support them. Now that could change again. I will say that things could change in the future. I'm like, I cannot set foot in that building, you know. Blah, blah. Yeah. But right now, I'm, I'm at a comfortable place where, yeah, absolutely, I would still be able to go. Um, I'm not sure, um, you know, to what extent I would go to things. Um, but I, I yeah, if, if it was for the kids, absolutely. So when it's rites um, of passage and things like that, and it could, because this is a really valid thing that you, it's, it's absolutely fine if that's your involvement with churches when it's something that, you know, it's a big, it's a, it's a wedding, it's a, you know, maybe priesthood ordination. That's yeah, all that's really good. What about... And the, th um, the thing is, you know, when it comes to things like that, I have, if it is just something you know in sacrament I have the choice to be there for that moment and then mm, leave. Yeah, you know, I yeah. don't I don't feel the need or the guilt then to have to get into Sunday school or release society or whatever it is that week um you know like I can be there for the thing that, that's on and then I can leave I don't need yeah. to stay can I just before I forget go back to when I was at that yeah, yeah. recent I'm not mentioning words or anything I don't like to talk about things when um so so the, this was a branch and it was a breath of fresh air. Now, it's a small branch, very small building. You know, it's a cultural hall. You know, it's just sitting on kind of hard seats. It's not pews, you know, whatever. Um, and the branch president, he was a breath of fresh air. So you know how usually when most bishops look up to the pew, they're very, you know, poised and very, you know, thank you for joining us. He was just, it was almost like someone in a show almost like but not to that extent but it was just so bright and breezy and it was making jokes from the stand and honestly and I thought this is it this is what we need we need to feel that lift that spirit that instead of this dull and dreary thank you for coming to sacrament brothers and sisters honestly like he just I, I came out and I said to Amber wasn't he wonderful sorry I've mentioned her name I, I don't usually name drop I apologize for that but I said wasn't he wonderful wasn't that just a breath of fresh air, how different he was compared to other bishops, you know? And that's not to put any bishops down that I know and love, you know, but just, it was just so different. It was just, you wouldn't have thought, like, you were in a Mormon church in the sense of how yeah. he was conducting himself. And I don't so know different. if it's maybe a church thing in Scotland. I Who knows? But, you know, this is what my experience is, that traditionally um the the high church experiences is, is very formal and you go and get all of this training so that so many people if they've attended any church in Scotland it's tended to be traditionally very rigid and formal and there isn't a lot of laughter and okay you know a, a bishop who'd lightened up a bit would maybe make a joke or two or you know a smile or a wink but they've still got that rigidity and formality about them um which isn't 
you know, it's just not needed. It's but that's what church looks like. And you remember, you know, my husband Charlie's, you know, asking why, why do you all pray like that? Yeah. Do yep. you not like God? <laughs> do you not like Him? Like why? And and you know, you have that um that but you know he, he will he will do an impression of the voice the dear <laughs> heavenly father and we, and we end up adopting these mannerisms because we think that's how it's supposed to look yes. so i love it whenever people break the mold um quite i so what about um activities if you if there is a, a dance a event something that sounds like probably it could not. be quite fun not for you okay probably not probably not okay <clears throat> interesting so where I am is probably <laughs> technically exactly the same place as I have been previously when we first started the podcast. Um, I'm still an active member of the church, still hold a temple recommend, still, you know, new ones the hell out of it. But I've got to say the pain levels have increased quite dramatically. Yeah. And I think part of the problem, I think partly what's happened is while our ward was, shall we say, rescued, you know, all of these younger people were, were brought in. They're not people from the area. Which is, you know, which is absolutely fine, but it means that there aren't local people serving local issues so you know if you're having to travel some distance to go and minister to someone then I suppose it's going to be less likely to happen anyway that's that's my sort of reasoning as I think maybe there's a issue of rurality that we're also much further apart maybe there just is no one around to be part of my church community but it is really it, it actually may I, I can feel it right here in my stomach I, I can feel I, I it have that. to say I have noticed the shift in you Jane um obviously I've known you now for a lot of years and you've always been so and I've really noticed like even when you're talking about it like the pain that's there and the you know the feeling of this isn't my ward it doesn't feel like it my ward feels anymore, like, like I'm not wanted and I don't mean it that I, I don't I don't I'm not being made to feel a certain way there's not any sort of behaviors other than again because of COVID because you know we're we're stuck at home with yeah. you know I mean my son is you, you know what this is this is how I hate getting into stuff like this but you know my, my son is passing out from the the, the military oh, on Friday I know. Oh, I've just gonna... said his name. Sorry. <laughs> I am. Like... Not, not <laughs> I'm always like name drop. Oh, like, he hey. doesn't even. He he avoids listening to mum that's on good. air. That's good. <laughs> so, but anyway, you know, and and I can't even get to go and see that because we can't get out with Ronan, and uh, and so yeah, because I am so restricted in what I'm able to do. It, I mean, it just it feels like I've been chucked in the scrap heap to be perfectly honest yeah. and I mean I guess like I hope I'm not overstepping here when I ask this but I mean I think one of the things that we'd spoken about was I said you know has anyone offered to come and give you the sacrament every week at home do you know how and many times COVID, I've been asked that possible yeah, no. you know necessarily yeah, no but you know once things started shifting back where they were able to you know First, like has anybody even asked the question you know Jane are you coming yeah, to church are you not coming to church because you don't want to come to church or 
is it circumstances you know has anyone showed enough love and care to actually say what's the reason which is why i i I will come back to the point that I think there's actually no one there at the moment to ask. But, you know, the, the the people that are there, one or two people have asked. So, like, the bishop has asked, but no, I still don't get sacrament. You know, like, I've told them what the situation is. I know they, that that is people are really very important to you, you know, from being your if, friend. If I had sacrament, you, I would take sacrament. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what, what else? Uh, so, yeah, I feel like there aren't enough people necessarily to I, I think if if this was the word 10 years ago I would probably be you know having I'm going to say at home teachers and you know let's just I know but I can't change yeah. the home minister thing it's... well it's because it's what it is really isn't it back then but you know so when it was home teaching and visiting teaching I feel like if this was you know even five years ago three years ago I, I would have had home teachers coming out I would have had regular visits from visiting teachers um at the moment no i've had a couple of messages from one of them um you what one ministering sister and and just there's there's just nothing and i think it's a, a sign of the church in the uk i think it's a sign of what our ward is is like so i'm not feeling like oh they've you know they they're just all ignoring me and being really mean um no i, I just think there's nothing to you know, they can go to church on a sunday and because they're able to have that community experience it, it's fulfilling their needs and i'm not there and so yeah. i'm not really visible enough to sort of be a i i don't have anything that i need anybody to come and like does it make sense that like I, i'm not i'm not bedridden i'm not in the hospital they don't have to arrange meals or you know not that that would have happened anyway let's face it but you know yeah i just i do i feel like i, I feel like i could dissolve and no one would know no yeah i felt depressing. that many times over oh. the years i've told you that from my years running out of the church that's how i felt I felt like if you're there, everyone cares, everyone wants to know you, but the minute you leave or you stop going, it's like you don't hear from anyone. Um, like, you know, in a couple of weeks' time, there's a war temple trip. And because of the the fact that it is a, a full day thing, so, you know, with the, with the getting to church on a Sunday when I'm up all night with um, with Ronan, um, and, I, and I'm having to be up so it's just it's just physically not possible I love you Ruthie thank you so much um <laughs> thank you I th- it, partly this is an issue of being a carer and you know a, a, an ability issue it's just compounded by the fact the church in the UK is not doing well right now yeah. um and I think it does speak more to where people are at I've said yeah it yeah times. yeah when yeah. I used to stand up in chorus to the music I looked out and I just seen dead eyes that was all I seen my bishop yeah. didn't agree with me when I when I brought it to him, but that's all I seen was just people who looked drained and just there in body, but not really there. I, <clears throat> I, I mean, it's it, it is what it is. But you know, whenever you sort of see a dying church and think, "Look, I'm I'm here. I'm I'm trying to do something to to help. I'm trying to. I can't play my part in a lot of ways." I, I don't have any sort of callings or anything that, that I can do because I'm not there to be assigned any. Um, but I want to be and, you know, I, and I'm working and I'm studying and 
don't you want to make use of what I have? Is that not? So I can get a little bit, I can get very, very sad about it. But yeah, I I don't think necessarily it's, we see whereas before I, I would have been like, come on, the, the award, the, you know, fix yourselves, elders quorum president, Relief Society, you know, do do let's get our jobs done here. I don't think that's what this is. I really don't. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's a sign of a dying church, and ah, oh. absolutely. I mean, I I can't remember what the numbers were like just before COVID. I don't think. I think was it? I mean, I think possibly fifty, sixty, maybe average. Was it? Or was it even as much as that? Like, I don't know. But I don't think it was good. But obviously, we've had. Um, Obviously, a lot of people, as we say, brought into the ward now um, to try and build it up because they see that it's failing. They see that that it's dying, basically, and, and they had to try and fix it. But again, you know, we've spoke about how, you know, when the older generation starts to die out, who's left then? What are they going to do then when they've not got any new converts? They've got no one there to sustain the church. It's like Peter always says, there's going to be no church because they're mm. not going to have people to, to do it. But... The upside, so where, where I'm at with church, um, I, I way back whenever I, I first had joined the church, um, you know, I've spoken about this before, but I remember thinking that the things that were being taught weren't, they're just, we, I, I'd returned to church and thought, where is everybody? Where, where have they all gone? Um, the answers that are sufficient for you are not necessarily going to be sufficient enough for me. And my choice to come back to church is one that I, I'm not playing with this. I'm making a big life decision. I know exactly what I'm getting into. I'm going to keep on studying this stuff. I'm going to be real about it. But this is not, I'm not here to play at churches. And so when I would see answers or comments or what what people would be satisfied with um I mean I remember I would have arguments with my home teachers that you're giving me really bad advice here I'm talking to you about this subject and what you're saying is not right um and and by that I'm not talking about doctrinal arguments I'm talking about being taught that I shouldn't teach my son about the priesthood and things like that because that's the priesthood's job to do that and you were doing a pretty crap awful job of it let me just say but, you know, um, so to go from then when I realized I needed to find my people and that my word is, is, is important and I would love you to be my people, but you're not necessarily going to be there when I need you to be. I, you know, found online spaces, online friends, um, people who got it. Um, so like we're having to do now that, lockdown has been a thing people have found online spaces that online spaces are continuing to pop up um we've continued to have a friendship most of it let's face it recently has, has had to be online um yep. and that's how you make it work because we are each other's people yep. that's why the Brit avengers work that's why um you know a lot of this uk moment is people connecting digitally and thinking oh, okay this is the conversation that I need to be having. So part of me is kind of like, well, yeah, the ward is continuing to be where the ward was going. I feel sad. I feel like, oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like the there's a ward temple trip that's that's coming up. 
Um, I, I don't, even though I have a temple recommend and there's a possibility I could physically attend, I would feel so uncomfortable about going because I haven't been able to go to church and no one is around to have a conversation with me to make me feel reassured. But I mean, like, you know, you if it was you, you'd be like, oh, of course you should be coming. That's exactly yeah. where you need to be going. But I would feel so uncomfortable because I don't feel like I'm part feel of like the world. strangers almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I could possibly go alone, but it, I don't know. Oh, it's just, it makes me feel really uncomfortable. So, um, so yeah, I, I am continuing to worship in a nuanced way, learning loads and uh, making wonderful connections. But it, for me, church looks different now. Yeah. Scary. It's a, it it's it's it scary. What would life look like if there was no church? Because I feel like that is the road that we're going down. I feel like, you know, you know my response to that. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I, th I think would it be to an extent? I think to an extent it would sadden me a little bit, not hugely, more for the fact you know that it was a big part of my life, but also because there's still people I know and love in it who want to be part of it, who just unfortunately are either too blinded to see where the issues lie and what needs fixing or just choose not to see it. Um, but I think, I think, I just think like, <clears throat> I, I, I'm not the type of person to say, you know, I told you so and stuff, but it's one of those ones where, see when it does go up in its arse, Peter's going to be standing there with sword in his hat and saying, I told you's! Yous wouldn't listen, and I told yous, I tried to tell yous, yous wouldn't listen, and we'll all be standing there behind him saying, he did, you know, I know he's not the only one, you know, but, you know, I'm speaking about Peter because he's my yeah. person, but yeah. it's just like, it's like, what what is it going to take to get them to listen? Surely, you know, but again, I guess it comes back to this whole prophetic thing, and it's God that speaks, which I don't believe now, Um but it's like, why are you not fixing it? Like, you can see how the UK church is dwindling. I even hear people talking about even in America, you know, so many people are leaving. But yet we still don't do anything to make the changes that need to happen to keep the church. I just don't understand it. I don't get you it. You know, there's a there's the, the old phrase about um, the band playing in the Titanic and... Um, I, I remember when when the Titanic movie came out years ago, I remember this really, really distressing thing where this older couple, um, as the water is filling up their rooms, this older couple, they go to bed. And they put their arms around each other and, and they, they go to bed and uh, they don't fight. They don't panic they don't there's just I can't I find that idea really really distressing because at least the band had a point at least they were doing their thing they were you know their the, the training had kicked into place but to just to just lie down and watch while you know what's going to happen we we have this part in in our scriptures where it talks about um you know a, a sign what what denying the holy ghost looks like that it's it's like saying that um you know that there's there's no sun even when it's shining you know that that kind of thing and it feels to me like that is what is happening when we look at the condition of the church it, it, it's 
It's like you are willfully closing your eyes and going to bed knowing that the church is sinking because that is just what you do. There's no point in fighting it or, yeah, or who, what the hell, let's strike up the band, I suppose. It, it just distresses me so much because I never came back to play it. This was what I was committing to do. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I I feel angry and I feel tired and I feel hurt, but it's all things that make me feel really bloody excited too because I can see what is happening with the people who are trying to you know look the lifeboats are this way or here's what our faith needs to do differently or here are some ideas or or even if the ship is sinking let's how to let, let's make sure that we don't go down with it let's let's look at a different faith let's look at how we can reconstruct in healthy ways um there are so many possibilities. You made me want to sing a song there when you said about the ship. I will go down with the ship. Karaoke <laughs> night requested for Sunstone. Yeah, our PD when he's doing his word activities. Let's do karaoke night because Alana's really good singing. Mm. Um, yeah, anyway, so that is where I see 2022 going as, as oh, part of... Am I still doing it? No, no still you said 2022, but I said, do you not mean 2012? Oh, this is a joke that's going to go all year now, isn't it? Um, you know, like, yeah, so our, our act of rebellion, our act of passion for what is important for us and, you know, just for celebrating this wonderful community that that we have, the the people who have been supporting us over this past year, you guys are amazing. Yeah. And yeah, we, I think what we'll do is we'll close up for tonight. <laughs> We're going to be back next week with a guest. We will let you know all about that um, just uh, over the next couple of days. Um, we'll also be back, not this weekend, but the following weekend with Nemo the Mormon. There are so many... Um, uh, now you remember the British rescue okay. happened. I, I can't. I can't. I've j I think I just stopped working. You yawned, and I was like, "Okay, I then." I'm saying what I'm going to have for my dinner because I've not even had my dinner yet. Yeah, see, that's how committed you are. Um, yeah. So the British rescue saw lots of um, devotional talk type things. Those talks and devotionals are going are. They are non-stop over this next few months. Because the churches, yeah, the churches sending everyone to come and speak with us, and I'm particularly interested in. No, I think it's been put on by BYU. Um, it's for the church in Europe, and it's going to be some kind of presentation about the family. Ooh. Um. Gotta admit, I'm not looking forward to that, but I think it will give us lots to talk about. Um, so we are going to have a really busy next few months. Um, if there's anything that our audience want to speak with us about, if you need to get in touch, if you need to be put in touch with people in your area or anything at all, if you've got questions for the rest of the Brit Avengers, we'll be catching up with them again super soon. Please stay in touch. We love to hear from you. Um, 
don't forget to subscribe on all of our channels, including TikTok, as we were talking about earlier. And a wee share, if you feel that you can. Please share. Um, absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. And uh, again, in 2022, we, for all of our audience, want to bless your journey. Um, and we'll catch up with you all super soon. Bye.